0: Hello and welcome to another Asylum audio file, which is our 100% non-visual, audio-only show, where we discuss the latest issues dividing geeks across the internet. Thanks as ever to our friends at PulpTheMovie.com, who are leading the way in resolving nerd-on-nerd violence across the galaxy. Check out all of Pulp's videos only on asylum.co.uk. Today we'll be speaking about certain topics, including the likes of Best Death in Film, which will be done or hosted by myself, best line in a film, which will be done by our lady here, Philippa War. and finally, the best robot in the history of fiction, which will be hosted by our man, Bonnie Jones. Bonnie Jones, say hello. Hi. Philippa, say hello. Hi. Ali. Your high was better than mine. Cassie.
1: My high was same as yours, which is <laughs> concerning.
0: Do you want to kick things off, Philippa? Uh, ooh,
1: yes. Um, so I was thinking about best lines in films. And I was thinking that, okay, you've got like all these um, iconic um, things that have become almost like catchphrases, kind of divorced from the films themselves. So, you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That kind of thing. Or uh, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. You know, that kind of... Sure, um, yeah, yeah. People
0: say that in real life, kind of daily conversation. I don't yeah, like
1: that kind of uh, slogan-type thing. Yeah, it almost um, becomes
2: like a saying...
1: Yeah. yeah, so I was thinking that probably ruling those out, the best lines in films are the ones that s- can stand up to being taken out of context and still mean maybe the same things, and that's stuff like maybe even just the jokes in um, in Airplane or something like that that sure. actually sort of stand up to that.
0: And don't call me Shirley. Yeah, yeah especially. I speak jive. <laughs>
1: It really <laughs> um, but to be fair, if you could do an elderly woman's voice, then that's, that's probably <laughs> <laughs> that's more kind of the Cookie Monster. Yeah. Isn't it? It <laughs> good point being? But well, yeah. what um, about the sort
2: of epic lines from films like the, you know, obviously the one from Taken is skills. that's the most amazingly bad impression <laughs> of
0: anyone or even a human I've ever heard okay,
2: the of... one when he goes there's a bit when he says um, I will tear down the devil towel with my bare hands if I have to <laughs> and if someone said to him yeah no that, that's actually part of it so do you want to crack it up <laughs> I want to see how
0: far he'd actually get. but you know everyone's got that, that kind of bad impersonation they can do this i will do as an impression and somebody can do it drunkenly mm. mine, mine used to be always my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, leader of the Seven Armies of the North, father to a murdered son, husband <laughs> to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. And then, followed on by, um, on my signal, unleash hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we still also do, um, uh, you
1: you're can't best.
0: Only losers whine about their best.
2: <laughs> um, or just sticking in a Sean Connery-ish, um, wherever you can.
1: Yeah,
2: no that works. So you say is the best line from a film a film a, a line that can come out and everyone goes immediately goes, Hey, I know that man, that's a great man. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not
0: sure about because 'cause they're kind of Anchorman based. The ones the ones I I, I think I agree with you, Philip. It's always ones where you go right. I can actually use that in real life and it does crop up. You find yourself saying that line in real mm. life. Whenever anybody eats a burrito, for some reason I, I quote the line, uh, I do love burritos. <laughs> but they sure are filling. From Anchorman and then are you mind throwing a burrito out the window and into Jack Black on a bike? Um, yeah. So those moments, I do find myself saying that. Or play it again, Sam. People do say that. They say that in their life. I quite like that. Mm. Um, but it's those kind of really tortured, forced ones. Um, they it's all for like think,
1: puns on yeah, headlines sure. and things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and for us,
0: that's kind of bread and butter. Yeah, it's I think kind it's of always good. going to be personal preference. Yeah. And it's not going to be necessarily about the quote. I think this is the important thing to realise. It's not about the quote itself. It's about whether you love that film. Because if you love that film... Those quotes will crop up in your daily discourse. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, whenever
2: I... I shoot someone with a shotgun, I always say, "Forgot your boarding pass." <laughs> <The one laughs> from that... bad boys, even if you know, <laughs> even if they're not even anywhere near a plane, <laughs> it, just, it just happens all the time. You would
0: not believe how difficult it is to get the phrase, <laughs> "I need your clothes, your boots, <laughs> and your boarding <laughs> Into real life.
1: Well, the one that I always go for is, "Get away from her, you bitch." So often, so, man. Yeah. So, often. so that, but the one I, I was actually trying to think, just okay, so what is the best line that I think is you know, in a film, and I think it's it probably is, um, I am your father because oh, it's like yeah. this amazing, like, it's a, it's a proper plot point as well as a piece of dialogue. Because usually, like, the, the acting and stuff then comes into play and it's kind of that context, but you know, that is just like that is the, the plot twist, that is the major sort of the hinge of the film. And also,
0: it, I like those quotes that you, have, you quoted correctly because he never says, Luke, I am your father, he just says, I am your father. So it's nice that you got that right. I picture yes, yeah. as a nerd. I
2: and I, I can completely I can completely agree that Well I there's a similar
0: st- problem with uh, we're gonna need a bit of bigger boat. He doesn't <laughs> say that. He says you're going to need a bigger boat.
2: Yeah. I also like the line, it's not your fault for a man <laughs> from from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is I'm beginning to realise that it's
0: just again, it's just my favourite films. Like mm. uh, another one is at the very end of Gladiator, um the he's black dude, dude Frank Slater um uses the phrase when he's putting his, I think his ashes into a bowl or whatever, and he goes,
1: "Not yet, not yet,"
0: <laughs> and I'll say that under my breath. Thanks. Uh, all the time. I'll tell you
1: another one that's really really useful is do you remember where you parked the car from um, Death Becomes Her <laughs> now, that is,
0: now
2: that is obscure, I
1: love it it's the right. final part of the, the, the film thing is,
2: the thing is we actually solved this debate two minutes ago, we, we did, just yeah. Carry on cutting lines it's going to wait for you bitch right yeah, yeah, let's get bitch.
1: no no, I am your father yeah. I am your father so, yeah. so uh,
2: we're yep. going to draw a line right and uh, move on because we could be here um, probably forever yeah but easily has anyone got to think of a line that we can end this on? No. No? Okay, let's move on then. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> Alistair, yours
0: is next. Please. I'm going to do my next, which is... Best Death in a Film. Now, this is huge because a lot of people want to come up with a whole final... Well, I'd say Final Fantasy, which shows where my, my passion is truly like. But I'm really talking about Final Destination, those movies, where the whole fun of those horror movies is to find the most inventive way to die. Getting these people to die, be it sun shocks where people get mown down by a bus... Or, my favourite Final Destination series, I think it's in the 3D one, uh, where a man gets drawn stomach first into one of those kind of like uh, incinerators at the bottom of a swimming pool and the whole of his body gets kind of collapsed in like a broken deck chair and then shoved down it. That's a really good one. But my favourite is a kind of a toss up between two one is quite recent uh, and it's Dark Knight where he puts the two pencils on the table <coughs> and then just whacks his eyes in there oh. that's a really mm. good yeah. one it's a st- it's a, it stops you wow. it is a proper hang on where are we and you're okay let's carry on kind mm. of death like it's a real stop Stop thinking what you're doing and my mm. other favourite one is the um uh, True Lies Death, where he's holding on to the front of the rocket uh, when he's flying the jet. He crashes into the building and everything explodes. So those are my two favourites. But as I say, they're going to be horror nuts that absolutely adore you know, the way Ash kills all the evil deadites in Army of Darkness. Or they're going to love... Um, God knows, I can't think of any on the top of my head, but everyone has their personal
2: favourite. Well, in terms of sort of... Not, let's say not a death that makes you laugh, you know sure. I know that sounds a a serious horrific yeah like a, a serious death of the film I think um, Pan's Labyrinth you mean a I think I got the black one. Yeah, exactly. Like In the pan Labyrinth, when, the, oh, when yeah. the Spanish army officer caged the guy's face in with that bottle. Yeah, oh, That like was that like,
1: very hard to watch.
2: Incredibly hard to watch, for, and for so many reasons. And well, actually, it,
1: it doesn't give you time not to watch it, does it? Mm. But it's still like, whoa, yeah. did I just see what I thought I just saw?
2: Exactly. Well,
0: the, the obvious one, if we are actually <laughs> going to get all like analytical on it, is if you look at the history of Psycho, this is how important this death is but her death in Psycho which happens a third maybe a little bit before third of the way through the film (coughs) she was set up as the lead she's introduced as the lead she is all the film is advertised totally Psycho her bang. watch the movie Hitchcock insisted when the movie first got released you could not come in any way through the movie you got in you sat in your seat you watched there was no late comers. and that has been riffed on so many times now but when he did it that was amazing, astonishing. And what I what I wouldn't give to have not watched Psycho, I've not heard anything about Psycho, and to just watch that movie as it was released in the 1950s, mm. 1950s. Yeah. I'd, I'd love it. I'd absolutely adore it. And I think that is <clears throat> because you. I remember mean, when I first, before I watched Psycho, I was like, oh crap, this is going to actually be quite scary. And then you actually watch it and go, it's done in such a way that you're really freaked out. And you don't see that much blood. And you don't see the actual danger going into flesh or anything like that, but you're still shocked still freaked yeah. out I wish,
2: I wish they'd kill for a lot of more leading actors very quickly Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dude it. where's my car yeah. salt that, that <laughs> film god that film
1: could shit. have cut the Transformers series really short well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well Sam
0: Wickie just suddenly dies falls off a bridge no one catches him yeah. <laughs> shit
2: yeah well I think so in terms of that's the, probably the most certainly most iconic day, yeah so. iconic yeah then so let's have a funniest death. Just just so if point.
0: that's the most serious death, we've agreed. That's yeah. the most serious death. You know. Yeah, that's the best.
2: So let's have um, a, just a quick funniest death. In terms of well, yeah, that, that's why I say true lies. I'm
0: really up to you. Isn't yeah. there that
1: thing in um, is it Resident Evil or is it like Thirteen Ghosts? It's something like that. And and there's like all these lasers and it basically chops the person into oh, cubes. Oh yeah, the and cubes. then they gradually like fall apart. Like while you're it's kind of like.
2: Yeah. Is it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that no, kind it is, of
1: inventive. Recipe, I think yeah, because I think in Thirteen Ghost, the door comes down through yeah. the guy, and it well, he the front, the front one of one him one. falls forward, <laughs> oh, no, and then yeah. you've got this other thing. It's kind of very Gunther von Hagens.
2: Hitchcock, we've we've gone for gravitas, and I think we've chosen the right one. I think so too. Yeah, I think followed by the one from. Final destination? No, not final destination. As um, an evil who yeah. was chopped into uh, little oxygen yeah. chunks. <laughs> yeah, this is always a nice way to go. And uh, finally, this week, I am going to take on the best ever robot in films. Um, this was. I wish y- you
1: were literally taking him on. Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> one on one. No, I couldn't take on Johnny Five in, mm. in all fairness. I'm not talking about. I could take on Gold Johnny Five. Sure. I, why did they make him gold? Goals of pretty colour. Yeah, it just made me feel like, it just made me resent him. It's like, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> are you Johnny? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think he thinks he's better than he is? You yeah. know?
2: It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a massive rider. <laughs> WD40. He's changed, man. Um, the thing about Johnny Five is, as a film, I can't watch it anymore because that guy who's in it, who is he an inventor? He's playing it in like blackface. That's just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, but I don't know, as a robot himself, as a character, I yeah. think he's... Does he remind you a bit of Wall-E? He does remind me of Wall-E uh, and, you know, visually and sort of in terms of his character. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a way, now that you've brought it up, that's, oh, kind, of, your mind. Yeah, that's kind of made me feel like Wall-E was not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> um, so I, anyway, I've reduced it down to sort of five classic robots. Um, Johnny Five, Hal 9000, uh, R2-D2 C3PO and uh, Andrew Martin I'm not sure I'd agree with you that HAL
0: 9000 thousand is actually robot. a robot it's kind of he's a more of centi- a computer, the computer. Isn't he? yeah um, I wouldn't I know he can control no, the ship but I wouldn't view him as a robot I don't it's an know.
1: artificial intelligence yeah. rather than a, an exactly. actual physical so an no no animal, absolutely, you
0: know, no, I absolutely like, agree absolutely agree pun intended <laughs> uh, but I, I he was just was one that. of
2: those ones that when I thought artificial intelligence he was the first thing I went to no I think you're right I don't think he is a robot no that's fine um, he's a computer. He's that computer. Um, it's like a computer, a robot. It's yeah. not, is it? Is oh. this Mac in front of us, a
0: uh, robot? Yeah. No!
1: That's the thing, Other computers you say that are available. <laughs> the thing in Moon, you know, the, the consciousness yeah. in Moon would fall Kevin's under Spencey. that sort of similar bracket, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah.
2: Okay, so how 9,000 off the list? ta <laughs> um, So we're left with Johnny 5, R2-D2, and C3PO Andrew Martin. I I'm, I'm going to personally say that Johnny Five should be excluded from the list because he went gold and because those films aren't really worth watching anymore. C-3PO not, is gold. You're not including Yeah, me. but he was gold from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> he had his cards on the table. You know not including the Terminators here? Um, I just Because cyborgs. Yeah, I, I know it's more that they're, um, you know- Human I just, looking. They, they kill people. <laughs> it's just, I'm just like, pia i yeah, not down Just rude. That yeah well, I don't know they're, they're great villains
1: but surely that means they're really good at being robots you know yeah. this whole robot uprising that we're kind of planning for on a regular basis in a yeah. cyber
2: you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no okay well, if, uh, should we throw those into the mix then Terminator which one okay you you have to throw in the Terminator well obviously
0: it would be um, I can't remember what number Terminator it is but the Melty-gloopy uh, Terminator, uh, Terminator 2.
2: Two, yeah.
1: Um, Patrick.
0: Yeah, when he can just walk through um, yeah, that's metal true. bars. You know, I love it seeing when he walks through metal bars, but then his guns just hooked Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it's didn't like, see this coming. wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God, I don't know I'm going to start there. <laughs> um, I'm going to put my cards on the table for C-3PO. Because really? I'm, yeah, because... The I mean, campest, most
1: British robot That's about ever. you.
2: <laughs> I like the fact that because robots are always these quite generic oh it's a robot yeah. um I know this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I like the fact that he's quite human or at least someone's trying to make him sound human. Yeah he sounds like, like butler. Yeah exactly. Some some software engineer who was designing his like, you know, um, artificial intelligence. intelligence and personality has just made like the most appealing camp British robot and he sort of fits his there's an odd sort of congruity between his gold ridiculous thing and his silly walk <laughs> yeah. and I just think as a, as a person I just I wouldn't mind having him in my life oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, RTD2 is a it's basically a walking um bin that beeps
1: well I quite like RTD2's kind of personality it's kind of that sort of willful child I suppose but like thinking about it <sighs> while you were saying about C-3PO it's kind of like that City and Matthew kind of relationship <laughs> where he kind of he gives the voice to those I don't know impulses and kind of puts the emotions on the other character as well. So he's kind of doing two jobs. See, so you're saying, you know, Matthew. fair play to him.
2: Um, how do everyone feel about Andrew Martin from um, This is the Robot from Bicentennial Man? Oh, oh yeah, but
0: he's
1: a
2: little
0: too human as well. I
2: think yeah. So basically, what happens is he. I don't. I think it should be a real
0: robot which has metal. But he, he is metal. To... He is the I most know, metal. know. I know, but he
2: looks. Human. But only eventually, when they get loads of surgery for him. Basically, he's like a robot surgeon. Mm. and Some guy asks him to do some surgery on him, and he's like, "No." Um, that that you know goes against the first law of robotics, which is not to harm humans. Hundreds of years yeah. later, he becomes like a, this artist. You know, this incredibly sensitive robot. Um, it's about his development of what is the, it to be a human? Hum- humanity. Yeah. yeah. And in a way, that's probably a more important story. Very philosophical here. Maybe two philosophical. <laughs> um, All right, C3PO it is. Lovely job.
1: Marvellous. Well done,
2: everyone. Fantastic. Yay! Yay! Y- y- we went to, for the, the gold s- went to the camp gold one. Excellent. <laughs> this one. Not jingoistic in any way. Um,
1: Speaking of gold, let's do the quiz. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Did you like that? Seem as luck.
2: Uh Welcome to the asylum, uh, the quiz section of the Asylum podcast. Uh, this is the quiz entitled... Guess the definition of the wantonly arcane word that Ollie has looked up on the internet. And taking part today are Philippa Award and uh, Alistair Plum. Hello. Hi. Uh, if anyone who hasn't heard the game before, basically I say it where they guess a the definition I decide who's closest. And then the winner is the person who guesses the best. Yeah, easy. And the first word this week is madeify, and it is a verb. And this week we're going to go in order of who has the most... Freckles. <laughs>
0: this works so well <laughs> on the radio, I think it's gonna be fella for you. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Um, what was the word? <laughs>
2: Maidify. Maid? FY. <laughs> just... I... I know what it is already, I think. Do you actually? Think... No. Really? Oh.
1: Um, so I think it is what Richard Maidley does for <laughs> Judy that enables her to keep. Functioning as part like a of a sexual televisual couple.
2: Well, I pumped her up. I do. I'm I love you. her very
1: much, but I, I get the feeling that he, you know, like I don't know. He kind of blusters on to to cover up. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, so for saying, example, when when she had her dress mishap at yeah. that awards ceremony, and he kind of was, I think, covering for. So her you're saying
2: Madify is televisual blustering, or do you think it's is it specifically? Yeah, let's Richard, go for that. You've yeah?
1: kind of. I, I I feel that I have perhaps slandered one of our, <laughs> our televisual institutions so he's Judy if you're listening I am so sorry I love you very much and I take all of this back but I'd quite like to win the quiz
2: yeah I don't think he's an institution I think he I think personally he's a, he's a farce um,
1: I'm talking about Judy Judy is yeah, an yeah Judy's
2: an institution absolutely Elsterpump um, <laughs> can you um would you like to venture?
0: I know in? exactly what it is. Uh, by now, I mean I'm guessing. I think it's one of the words that David Bowie uses that no one calls him up on when he's going it? Well, 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 <laughs> my name's David Bowie, and he says we need to facilitate a race. The monkey dolls need to get a new golem in my cave. We made a fire, new one. <laughs> that's that's one of his words. It's a little it's a little Bowieism. But what's it mean? It means to, to make, but he has to Bowie it, so it becomes made a fire. And that's
1: the word. Is Bowie your new verb? To, to Bowie. bowie. <laughs> yes, Bowie is my new bowie
0: yes.
2: Right, okay. This is going to be tough for me, personally Because <laughs> 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 fire" means to moisten or make wet. Ooh. And yours isn't close. But yours... which
1: one did it for you?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we right, go He that did way. say David Bowie. He did, yeah. You talked
2: about Richard Maidley.
1: Yeah, that's enough to, yeah. to dry. No, I think... No, that... who said it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's got to be easy,
2: so there we go. He's the male equivalent. Please
1: of, give him the point. I don't want he, it he anymore. He, he, he <laughs> he, yeah. okay.
2: Richard Madeley is the male equivalent of, like, kitchen roll, sort of, like, <laughs> sopping up all moisture around him.
1: Is, what, there's a female, what? No, next word. <laughs>
2: uh, the next word is paisogeny, which I may have pronounced. Hey, um P-A-I-Z-O-G-O-N-Y. It's um, it's again, it's a verb, um,
0: to paizogony.
2: Yeah, a bit of paizogony. bro. <laughs> Shall we engage in a How bit do you spell of the pay-so-gyny? Pay-so-gyny? paizogony? P A I Z O G, O N Y. I say it differently. I may have done. Um, I'm going to go to Ask Plum. I probably.
0: think it is, Ogeny as the end of the word <clears> makes me think of like misogyny so i think it's to be rude because pay is the french for country i'm going to say it's to be rude
2: about a country you actually use logic and i know
1: i'm going to try and use logic too because it's a different spelling of ogeny than misogyny has um and the misogyny bit actually means hatred of women and Ginny yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I' so <laughs> am ah, so smug I hate myself. Um, not the only one. Polygon means many sides so pays are gone would mean many g- paces <laughs> and pay is peace in French so let's go for lots of peace.
2: Lots of peace, and yours was... Um, the uh, Act of Hating Countries. Let's give it to Phil, because it, it's a love play. <laughs> it's a love play. As in foreplay. Love play, is love that what they call it in your book? That's, That's love play. Yeah,
0: love play. Excellent love play last night,
2: darling. <laughs> love play makes me think of somebody putting on a little puppet show and okay? going... <laughs> I love you. Excellent love play. Personally, I prefer the book <laughs> launch, love play love. Personally I <laughs> prefer the coitus. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, uh, one oh one, it's tense. That was just horrible, wasn't it? Anyway. Uh, Sorry. One all as per as per um, usual. And um, the last word is Fatomagana. Fatomagana. F A T A M O R G A N A. Fatomagana. Yeah, how how you how like, do you feel about that, guys? Um. I'm going to go totally out there.
0: Fatal Morgana is when a tree loses all of its leaves at once out of season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try for literal. So Fatal Morgana is... I don't know. who was Morgana? She was that witch in in Merlin. So Fat Morgana. So lots of pies. Too much magic. Not enough is.
2: So yours is... A um, witch. <laughs> fat witch. Fat witch. Mine is,
0: when a tree loses all of its leaves, unexpectedly out of season. <laughs> eh? <laughs>
2: What's going to be? I'm going to have to give it to Philippa, because it's, what? A, it's a mirage, and at least hers is a fictional entity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it had magic in common. <laughs> yeah.
2: A mirage. It had, it had fiction in common, is what it had. A mirage, it's yeah. not really there. Fatima Gana. Fatima Morgana. I don't know why I'm saying it in this generic out. foreign accent. Um, anyway, so that's is that two rounds to you? It is. The
1: Undefeated. S- <laughs> yes, I retire.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys. I'm, I'm sure everyone will appreciate your thoughts on, um, on these trying and testing topics. Um, so, say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.